Greetings, everybody. Sending out a warm welcome to another episode of the Right Songs You Love podcast. Today is a very special day in lieu of Halloween. We have somebody on the show who's never actually really given an interview before. For sure, not not a live interview. This will actually be the first, as as they would like to put this, dead interview that I'm, I can say for sure that I've ever held. I'm not sure if one has actually really happened before. So my guest today is the one and only Death. So welcome, Death. Thank you, Michael. This is truly an honor to be here. Well, I really can't wait to, to get in and ask you some questions about what you're up to these days and, and the music that you just released this week. And I've got a whole bunch of questions from listeners of the podcast and, and people in the community that would just love to hear your responses to all these things. So before we get into all of this, we're going to kick off with a song and we'll play that one that we played to end the last episode of Write Songs You Love. That was a collaboration between Mr. Phelps and Death, a song called Dying Day. Listen, we all gonna die. Yo, no more sitting on the sidelines. No, no more waiting for the right time. No, no more playing with my lifeline. Nah. We ain't wasting no time, I'ma do it right. Come to the dawn of your dying day, when there's no more rules no more games. Lying six feet down, looking up at your grave, could you tell me, what's it gonna say? When it comes to the dawn of your dying day, kicking all cool in your wrist in place. Six feet down, looking up at your grave, tell me, what's it gonna say? I was fearless, wow. lived life on a mission. No breaks when I start the ignition. Unhinged, I never asked for permission. Real talk, always knew my intention. Yeah, live a life full of laughter. And I never let a good time pass up. And I didn't just flip through the pages. Stay true and live the life for the ages. When it come to the dawn of your dying day. When there's no more rule and no more games. Lying six feet down, looking up at your grave. Could you tell me, what's it gonna say? When it come to the dawn of your dying day. Kicking all cool in your wrist in place. Six feet down, looking up at your grave. Tell me, what's it gonna say? When it comes to the dawn of your dying day, when there's no more rule and no more games, lying six feet down, looking up at your grave, could you tell me? What's it gonna say when it comes to the dawn of your dying day? Kicking all cool in your wrist in place. Six feet down, looking up at your grave. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. When it comes to the dawn of your dying day, when there's no more rules and no more games. Lying six feet down, looking up at your grave. Could you tell me? What's it gonna say when it comes to the dawn of your dying day? Kicking all cool in your wrist in place. Six feet down, looking up at your grave. Tell me, what's it gonna say? Well, that song's a ton of fun, and wow, what a what a cool collaboration! So, I'd love to hear about how the concept of that came around, and and what it was like to to work with Mr. Phelps. Well, Mr. 
Nick Phelps is an outstanding life form and shares a message worth paying attention to. The two of you were working on this idea and you invited me into this to add a different perspective and it was all about when you come to the end of your life and you have some way of thinking back on everything that you did, what, what would that say? By what would that say do you mean like like on a tombstone, the message that would be carved in? Yeah, basically the statement that you would want to represent your time with life. Wow. Yeah, that's a big question. Hmm. I'm just thinking for myself, like what, how, how I would answer that question, or if I had, if I had a, a tombstone, <laughs> I was lying in, lying in my grave, looking up, just wondering what, what I would, what I would write up there. Well, why don't you try right now? Hmm. Okay. Well, I think if I was to boil it down, and you don't have a lot of room to say what you, what you want to say in there, I guess. It would be along the lines of he did more than he thought he could and helped others do the same. Well, sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> well, thanks. I know it's, it's a good question to be asked, and I think for anyone listening, whether you're a songwriter or not, it'd be cool to hear what, what your response would be to that if, you know, if you ended up having a tombstone, if that's the way you kind of go out. Uh, what would that message be? Or, and I guess there's there's so many different ways. It's kind of unusual to think about, but like when after after you die, you know, like there's a lot of different ways you can kind of be memorialized, right? And that's that's something death that you sing about in one of your new tunes here. Yeah, when you're dead, one of the parts of that song touches on what you can do with yourself after life is over. So. If, if it's okay, maybe now would be a good time to listen to that song. Sure. I'll cue it up. Here we go. When you're dead, when you're dead, you can show up late to parties and twist off your head. When you're dead, when you're dead, you can float around from place to place. You don't pay any rent. When you're dead, when you're dead, there are no more expectations to met when you're dead when you're dead when you're dead what he said and when you're dead all the dogs will kill to be your friends because when you're dead when you're dead you're just a walking bag of bones for all of them to fetch you can eat dessert all day because you can't be Overfed When you're dead When you're dead Oh, when you're dead When you die, when you die, 
There are so many ways for you to say goodbye. You could be planted as a tree turned into fishy coral reef or exploded in the sky. You could be pressed onto vinyl, plasticized with science or frozen with hopes of being revived when you die. When you die. When you die. There are so many ways for you to live your life While you're alive Do the things you want to, don't be careless with your time Because the sun never sets upon an ocean of regrets So spend your money, cause there's nothing left to spend When you're dead When you're dead When you're dead when you're Fred, when you're Fred, ha, kidding, when you're dead, when you're dead, when you're dead, when you're dead. <laughs> I never realized that a, a possible way that you could immortalize yourself was to be pressed on vinyl or, or put into fireworks. <laughs> mm, human beings are endlessly creative. That is very true. Very true. Well... Let me ask you some questions about your writing process and, and just in general, your, your story. So um, maybe just start right off the bat. Like, what's, what's your favorite instrument to write with? Well, I'm pretty new to this in general, but I heard cello had the reputation for being emotionally deadly. So how could I resist? <laughs> Fair enough. So you just sit down and pull out the old cello and bow and just go to town? Something like that. I found my initial playing around with it to be more inspired by collaborating with other people. Very cool. And if I'm correct, that's that's kind of what went down with, with the song Creepy Little Creeps, right? Yes. Once again, you introduced me to somebody and it just took off from there. Totally. Yeah, it was uh, the beauty of just the modern day right now, being on Zoom for lots of things. I was... Uh, attending an online session by an organization called What Up Pitches, <laughs> which is a, a group of women. They help artists land songs or a licensing agency, and, and they have opportunities to submit your songs for listening sessions and so on and so forth. So I had put in a song, a different song, for a movie theater reopening kind of theme. And, and a woman named Marissa de Blasio reached out and she was like, hey, I really like your style and your sound. And, and so she reached out wanting to connect and maybe work on a song together. And so it was October of 2020. And we were coming up to Halloween and she had this, this fun song called Creepy Little Creeps in the Works. And, and she just decided to put it out there to see if I was interested in it. And I immediately thought of you. And I was like, oh, man. So I remember putting it out your way and uh yeah totally i remember hearing that song and just thinking that jello would be the the natural fit to set the soundscape well you also invited a few others into the song so tell us a little bit about that oh yes the ghoul choir they don't get invited to sing all that often and when you presented the idea to me i thought they would love to be included in the experience yeah so Everyone should get a chance to sing. So why don't we have a listen to that song and uh, ask you a couple of questions about that after. Do it. Creepy little, creepy little, creepy little creeps. 
So fun to work on with you too. Agreed. You and Marissa were such a treat to collaborate with. So thank you. Hey, it was an honor. And anytime, anytime. So I'll ask one one more question before we get into some of the questions that uh, others had submitted ahead of time. So this whole podcast is all about you know writing songs that have meaning and purpose or just some kind of connection and ultimately result in in them being songs that you love. So I'm super curious to hear what, to you, makes a song meaningful. Well, again, I'm pretty new with this. It's been an eternity of silence for the majority of my existence, but so far I've been finding that a meaningful song really comes from it being for something or someone, and that includes yourself. But I'm just starting to explore all that. I have learned that if an idea touches me deep in the empty center of my rib cage, I'm headed down the right path. Right on. Yeah, I think that's a good piece of advice for for anyone that can relate to just what it takes to be courageous and being vulnerable and like just being honest and saying those truths. Exactly. Cool. Well, why don't we jump over to the questions that people submitted through the Facebook community and uh, through another post that I made online. Sure, fire away. 
All right. So we'll start off with Aoife. Aoife asks, what is the most fun experience you've ever had? Hmm. Well, recording my first EP and releasing it this week is like nothing I've ever experienced before. Like I said before, I've been silent for most of eternity, and it was quite exhilarating at the same time, nerve-wracking to share my musical thoughts and voice. Scared me half to life, but in a good way. (laughs) All right. Okay, so we're going to Lori. Lori's asking, who's in the scary outfit? Well, firstly, I prefer the term comfortable outfit. And me, obviously. Yeah, one piece and a hoodie. It's the way to go these days. <laughs> so next up, we have Kaylee. Kaylee says, who is your favorite person? Well, anyone who can wrangle a good pun with my name is solid in my books any day. Deadly. Dig it. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Lily. Lily is actually, she's curious about how you feel about life. Like, what's your relationship with life? Life's great. We go out dancing, we throw dinner parties for space, time, reality, and all the regular crew every so often. So yeah, we're pretty tight. Cool. Good questions, everybody. Let's go to, uh, we've got a couple of Lisa's asking questions. I'll specify, this is Lisa Dunn. She's got a whole bunch of them for you. Maybe I'll just read all the questions and have you see if you can answer in one go. So the first one, I'll just read them in chain. Do you feel like people tend to avoid you? What can you do to make yourself less scary? Do you think it's because they don't know a lot about you? Do you feel like you've been villainized? And lastly, what's your favorite hobby? Yeah. Well, a good chunk of people do tend to avoid me, yeah. Most of them, I find, are in North America. For some reason, they're more uncomfortable with the idea of me than other places. As for being less scary, I'm hoping that people hearing my voice, my songs, and engaging with me a little more will change my public perception. I tend to be the one who receives blame for the end of life, but that's really not what I do. Mostly, I'm a chaperone or a walking buddy that helps guide folks to the next stop. So, I'm more of a greeter and a guide, not a taker of life. Cool. Well, on that note, I got a side question before you answer the last one. The scythe, big blade that you carry around, what's that for? Well, that simply is just to help separate the soul from the body. Similar to the cutting of the umbilical cord that a doctor would perform in birth. That's just my tool for how that works. Hmm. Fascinating. I never, never would have thought about it that way. So thanks, thanks for sharing. And again, great question, Lisa. So Lisa's got one more. She's wondering what your favorite hobby is. Yeah, well, as of late, learning how to build a good fire has been really interesting. I wear such thick robes to keep my old bones warm. And as they say in Game of Thrones... Winter is coming. Very true. Yeah, you're making me want to break out the uh, the house coat. It is definitely getting colder. So thanks, Lisa, for all those questions. 
All right, we're over to Carly. Carly has a whole bunch of questions as well. So I'll just, I'll fire them off again, just like I did before. Does that work for you? Totally. Great. Okay, so here we go. Were you born into your vocation or is it something you sought out? Are there many deaths or is there just one? If you could choose a superpower other than those you already possess, what would you choose? And if you had the ability to die and be reincarnated, what would you come back as? So lots of good ones there. Right. So let's go vocation. So long before the days of LinkedIn, there was something called Deadlink that was more or less a universal job posting space. And I applied for the job of death when I saw it. So I am indeed the only death. But people often see me in the way they grow up learning about me. So I appear to be more than one. So what were the other questions again? Yeah, sure. There's uh, if you could choose a superpower other than those you already possess, what would you choose? Yeah, well, I'm working on actually developing the ability to actually feel emotions. I think that's one of the greatest superpowers you can have, but it takes a lot of practice working through discomfort and, and it's difficult. For sure. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever heard anybody express that as a, a superpower that they deem a superpower. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, if you had the ability to be reincarnated, what would you choose to come back as? Well, I am dead and reincarnation wasn't in the job post nor the benefits. And besides the fact, I wouldn't trade any of what I've been able to witness for anything. Love that. That's pretty awesome. And yeah, often meet too many people that can that can say that. So that's really exciting. So thank you, Carly. Those are all really great questions. We're going to go over to Teresa for some more fun ones here. Teresa says, when you played tag as a kid, who came after you? Was it life? What did you wear on Casual Friday? Who are you on Halloween? And do you have a death stare or a musical genre? There's lots. Again, there are a few people that action-packed a whole bunch of questions. So hopefully you remember those. And if you need, need, uh, need me to repeat one, just let me know. Sure. Thank you. I think I got it. So let's give it a go here. Consciousness would always come chasing after me in the play ether, but subconscious was the one who always got me they're a sneaky little bugger <laughs> and as for casual fridays well you've all seen me in my casual wear it doesn't get more casual than no pants yeah definitely hmm. and then as for what were the other ones who who am i on halloween right yeah okay me uh, as for if I have a death stare, of course I do. You have a Michael stare. Teresa, if you're listening, you have a Teresa stare. We all have stares. So there you go. Well, maybe it seems like a right time to skip ahead to another question by Mark, also known as Bubba. He's, he asked, is there really a stairway to heaven? Yes. It's actually beside the escalator and elevator, but people don't take the stairs as often. It's a shame, really. It's a it's a pretty walk, and it's good for your soul. Hmm. 
well, good to know that the health benefits extend <laughs> beyond life. So there's one more from Teresa that uh, she was asking, what musical genre would you classify yourself? Hmm, uh, I've given it lots of thought, and for the time being, I'm considering it comedic death pop. <laughs> well, yeah, that that totally works. From everything I've heard so far, that's, uh, yeah, that says it all. Well, we've got a few more here. You still doing okay to answer some more questions? Lay them on me. Cool. Thanks. So we got Dana coming up next. She's got a few. She's asking, what is your favorite song? Do you have a role model? And do you have a pet? Yeah, well, my favorite song is music. And it's everywhere, at least for now. If music's playing, all is right in existence, and that is something we all have the responsibility to make sure that that continues to happen. As for role model, like I said, the position of death didn't exist before me, so I've never really had anybody to look up to or to be able to reference into how to handle this job or how to handle the the potential backlashes and stresses that come with the work but uh, i i can't say that hanging around life particularly has been good to get things off my chest and be inspired we we meet fairly regularly and share stories and, and share what we're struggling with and and through that i think we end up being role models for each other right on with regards to a pet I don't personally have one, but I definitely enjoy engaging with all life forms and animals that particularly exist on Earth. Great. Thanks, Dana. Okay, we are over to Gary. Gary says, could you please lose my address and phone number? So what do you have to say to that? Well, Gary... There is actually nowhere in existence I could lose that information to. It's just what I know. But if that is what you wish, guess I'll save the surprise three-course lunch and dessert I had planned for somebody else. Dang. All right. He might be rethinking that, that decision. Well, <laughs> you let him know that the offer still stands. Will do. I'll make sure that he knows. Okay. So we are coming close to the end here. I've just got a few more questions. I've got one from Zach. He's asking, did Bill and Ted really beat you or did they cheat? Yes, they really beat me fair and rectangular many times, actually. I'm not, to be honest, the greatest at board games, but I enjoy them. I occasionally play chess with a woman named Diane, and most of the time I lose, but I don't make it easy for her to win. Every once in a while, I win when I deserve to, but I find that there's more to learn from losing than winning. Mm. Yeah, I think you'd get along well with, with my mom, like playing cards and games with my mom. When I was younger, she'd never beat, she'd never let me win, and and that always used to drive me nuts. And I remember one time just like totally breaking down and just being super frustrated and like crying as a kid and. And I was like, why don't you let me win? And she's like, you'll win when you deserve to. <laughs> mm. Smart woman and a good parent, sounds like. Yeah, totally. For sure. 
Okay. Let's see here. What else we got? We got another Lisa. This is Lisa McGuire. <laughs> she simply just put, and I have to ask these questions independently. Um, her question is, why? And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's easy. Because. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Question two. Fave food. Mm, another easy one. Anything with black pepper. Especially if it's freshly ground out of the mill. Mm, so good. <laughs> right on. Okay. Well, we got Shara. She's asking, are you really Brad Pitt in Meet Joe Black? Yes. And no. That's about as simple and, and complicated as I can make that answer. Understandable. I'll make sure she hears, hears that response. Cool. Well... That's kind of the end of our, our questions from everybody who chimed in on the thread. So thanks to everyone for, for dropping in your thoughts and questions. So hopefully that was enjoyable for you. And uh, thanks for answering those, Death. No problem. That's what I'm here for. Cool. Well, I really appreciate your time being here and everything that you're doing. It's been an honor to work with you as a producer and just in, introduce you to some friends as co-writers and I've really loved the work that you've done so far. I'm just looking forward to what you've got coming down the pipe for whatever comes forward. I agree. I'm I'm with you on that one. It's a whole new adventure, and I'm just thrilled to be able to be here to share it. So thanks for the support. Oh, my pleasure. So where can people find you if they want to follow along with what you're doing? I am literally everywhere as part of a balance in the universe but you can connect with me personally on instagram at songs by death or through bandcamp and spotify to hear my findings on the way to understanding my feelings so there you go beautiful so there you have it folks songs by death on instagram or bandcamp or spotify or all the places keep an eye out and Thanks to all of you for taking time to listen to this conversation and to submit the questions. It's super appreciated. And if you want to join the Facebook community, you can look up the Right Songs You Love community and or reach out on Instagram, any of those places. The website there, too, has got some different ways to subscribe. There's a newsletter there where we send out some different things that you don't typically see on the Facebook group or other places. All right, so have a happy Halloween, everybody. Hope you enjoy with your friends, family, ghouls and ghosts and all the all the things. So from me and from death, <laughs> have a great time and we'll uh, see you next week. There are stories that you hear about that break your beaten heart that hit you like a freight train leave you blown apart inside. There are stories that will lift you up Higher than the clouds That warm you for a lifetime And you never come back down Well I know Both sides of the coin The shiny and the dirt I know how good love feels And also how it hurts I felt the breath of pressure breathing down my naked back 
Sweet relief, the sunshine pushing through the cracks I got a hundred million questions about the way the world works There's two hundred million answers that I'll never understand One thing that I've come to know is that things will always change And while I got this chance, I wanna take the time to say thank you Thank you For the strength I couldn't find Thank you Thank you For the peace I feel inside Thank you in your words, your gentle helping hand. I've never known a better friend. Thank you, thank you. For your thoughts and open ears, thank you, thank you. You've always been there through the years. Thank you, thank you. For the kindness in your words, standing by my side. I hope you know how much you changed my life. One thing that I've come to know is we'll all be gone someday. And while I got this chance, I wanna take the time to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Taking time to understand Thank you Thank you For your love and open arms Thank you Thank you Just for being who you are Thank you Thank you For your kindness in your soul Comfort in your eyes I hope you know how much you changed my life